It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. <laughs> Welcome in. I, the stream has started. I was a little late clicking the button, and you'll just have to forgive me because our heads are spinning around here kind of like that helmet, that that spinny thing on the magnet helmet, that hovering helmet that we have here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Uh, they are your home team, your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all over the great state of Mississippi. Our heads are spinning just a little bit because it's like literally everybody's retiring. I mean, happy trails, Coach Saban. What? What? Happy trails to you. The greatest to ever do it. We meet again. Really, is he? Happy trails, Coach Saban. Oh, and Pete Carroll and Coach Belichick also. (laughs) And look, I'm just telling you, okay, I'm not an Alabama fan, and I get the significance of it and the wide-reaching, you know, um, effects of all of it. I, I get it. But I still feel like, for me personally, the biggest thing that happened last night was State's basketball team beat Tennessee in the hump. And certainly, at least, it's the thing I paid attention to the most. Uh, But all of that said, it's a Thursday here on the show in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. It is, you know, otherwise a normal Thursday, but it's kind of like a reaction Thursday because, yeah, I mean, Coach Carroll is out at, at Seattle. Uh, okay, so, but but then you get the news yesterday afternoon that Nick Saban is going to hang it up and retire. And then here, 24 hours later, you know, Bill Belichick and the Patriots are parting, you know, ways. And you, your head's got to be spinning just a little bit, even though you're about a day into soaking all this in. <laughs> Some of it anyway. So I don't know where to start. Somebody texted me earlier today and goes sarcastically, boy, Matt. I mean, what in the world are you going to talk about today? You don't have any topics, do you? And, and I, you know, my thought was, yeah, you know, there are days when it's slow. <laughs> Certainly this time of year, other times of year, you know, it may not be necessarily a hot topic out there that's right at the tip of your tongue. And so, you know, Annabeth and I or Beaver and I may start talking about old TV shows or something. You just never know. And then there are days like this, you come in and you go, legitimately not sure what is the main, the big story. I I really don't know what is the lead. And you go, well, it has to be Saban, right? Well, is it? Because I'll be honest, I get it. I'm not all that surprised. It's still a little shocking to think about somebody else is going to coach Alabama. But the fact that it, I get it, I get the significance, the effect on college football, the history, I get all that. But for me, like it don't have no effect on me. Personally, it has no effect on me, (laughs) personally. And so some of the people who, even that they are Alabama fans, that it really doesn't have that much of an effect on them personally. 
I, I was a little bit knocked back by the reaction by some people, and certainly media. I mean, the overreaction to it, really. As big a deal as it is, still you had an overreaction. Well, then the thing that mattered the most to me was watching a basketball game last night. That, that was incredible. It was an incredible game. And then it, you know, it means something to me because my team won. And, oh, by the way, the banana, the banana boy, okay, I don't know that kid's name, but outside, he was second. The story of the banana boy to me was second only in terms of entertainment. Second only to State winning the game. And, you know, you had 20-plus from Tolu, um, and then you had 20-plus from the freshman Hubbard, and and then Cam Matthews dunking the ball at the end with .1 left. You know, second only to all that was Banana Boy running out on the floor and getting himself arrested, and I think they turned him loose, and right, rightfully so. But I got a great, big, good, genuine laugh at that whole thing. Okay. Kind of at his expense. It's like he was going to rush the floor. There's four of them over there dressed up in a banana suit at Humphrey Coliseum, right? And it's like when they win, they're going to rush the, the court. Well, he rushed, but then the rest of them stopped. <laughs> it's like at some point he had to look and go, whoa, whoa I thought y'all were coming too. <laughs> and no, they didn't. Nobody came with him. So uh, all of that is kind of on the table, I would say. Whatever y'all want to get into today, we'll treat it almost like a reaction Monday. There's enough out there. I'm not going to come in with some set agenda, you know, this time we talk about this and this time we cover that. Just kind of based on your texts and your calls and your comments on the live stream, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you can comment there, and we can see it and be a part of the show. Just based on all that, we'll kind of dictate – where we go down the topic list today, okay? So let's do it that way. And, I, and I'll set it up, and then we'll take off. So to text me, the country pleasing text line, that number, in case you don't know, 885-3776. Got it? That's a 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember that is 885-ESPN, okay? 885-ESPN. Uh, you can call me. On the Divini Equipment phone line, the number to call there, 897-1059. Got it? That's a 601 call-in number, 897-1059. So give me a call. And then you can also comment on the live stream. I'll start right there, too. Uh, the first to comment today, my man Danny. Gave us a Hale State map from Ringgold, Georgia, birthplace of Dolly Parton's nuptials. And um, Danny is representing Ridgeline Church of God over there in Ringgold, Georgia. So good to, good to cheer in today. We talked about <laughs> Ringgold a good bit yesterday. Nick, you're right. He comments on YouTube, says it's the end of an era. My buddy Prince, the Prince of Neshoba County, <laughs> comments on YouTube and says, Yesterday is now a national holiday in my house. <laughs> right. Okay. So you know how we do the today is like the national day of this or national hot dog day or whatever. Right. What are we going to call it next year? National what? January 10th is national 
Saban's out. <laughs> We've had enough of him today. Is that what it is? Uh, Will comments. Happy Thursday, Matt. He says, how about them Bulldogs? I'm going to tell you what now. Enjoyed it. Comment on X or Twitter, formerly Twitter, Dogs 2001-62. Or is it 20,162? Dogs 200162 on Twitter says, agree, awesome game. Thanks for being in here on the show. Uh, Will pointing out that Belichick made it to nine Super Bowls and won six of them. And that Saban made it to nine national championships and won six of those. And then his question, which I do think is an important one, given the news. And I didn't get to tune in yesterday to see how that was going to go. But Will's question is an important one that he follows up with. Is Paul Feinbaum going to be okay? (laughs) Well, I'm sure he is. Plenty of content for him, really, and, and anyone else for that matter. All right, over on the text line, let's see what we got here. On the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. I'm drinking High Point Roasters coffee out of my little country-pleasing mug right now, right this very minute. Um, <laughs> White Denzel sends me a picture with a caption that says, It appears Alabama has chosen a new football coach, and the picture is of a Dollar General with smoke coming out the top of it. <laughs> Atta boy. Atta baby. Get the jokes in here. Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona says, to everything there is a season. So, bye bye you old coaches that never, <laughs> let's say, move their back row. Move their back row. Oh, uh, I get it. Is it Tommy Boy or is it Black Sheep? Let's check in with Beaver because Jason said Beaver would get the reference. Let's see. Is that Tommy Boy or Black Sheep reference, Beaver? Black Sheep. Say what? Okay, Black Sheep. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Because they were playing checkers, right? Chris Farley and David Spade. And he goes, it's kind of hard to win when the person you're playing against never moved their back row. (laughs) That's great. Jason with an all-time reference right there. Real unnamed texture says, love the bananas. Listen, all right, those kids, <laughs> just think about it. So hats off, by the way, to the security at Humphrey Coliseum for not letting people storm the court. Also hats off to state's fans for not storming the court. Huge win. Big game, monumental deal. Knocking off a top five team. Been a long time since you did that. Huge game. Could be a program changer. You never know, right? And the thing is, you didn't feel like you needed to just rush the floor. Now, security did a nice job making sure it didn't happen. But one guy did it. One kid stormed the court in a banana suit. And his three buddies left him hanging over there. They're all four on the side court, right? Doing their banana thing in a banana suit throughout the game. They got great seats, mid court. <laughs> and, you know, state's up uh, 75 72. Um, so it's a three point game. There's 14 seconds left. Tennessee inbounds the ball. They've got to go hit a three to tie. They missed the three. The ball ricochets out. They're going to take another one. Boom, a steal happens. Deshaun Davis steals it, comes down, a little dish assist to Cam. Matthews, who slams it home, 
And when he slammed it home, you'd think the game is over, right? But instead of 0.0 on the clock, it was actually 0.1. But this kid didn't realize. <laughs> he ran out on the court. And you can even see, if you look closely enough on the TV copy, you could see that he's out there and his buddies are getting held up by the security guard over there. So he made it. He was the first one out. But his buddies, they didn't get out. They didn't bust through. He's the only one on the court. With point one, he goes out and tries to give a slap on the back and a hug to DJ Jeffries, who he's ready to celebrate too. But DJ then realizes, oh, we gotta, we got to like talk to Coach because there's point one left. <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, they grabbed him, security escorted him out, slapped him in some handcuffs, released him later, and the rest is history. And I'll tell you later what it reminded me of. Okay, I'll give you this story later. It kind of reminded me of the time that Anna Beth and I attended the PGA Golf Tournament St. Jude Classic up in Memphis. Okay? <laughs> we went up there on, I think it was Sunday, and watched the Sunday. We were hoping Adam Scott would win, and he didn't. And afterwards, we're sitting out on the edge of this field waiting for a trolley to come riding in there and pick us up, take us where our cars parked. And they had come through a couple of times and bypassed us, didn't pick us up. So we're all sitting waiting. It's me and Anna Beth. She's got a purse in one hand. She's taking her shoes off in the other, sitting there waiting. And on the other side of a field, 75 yards away, okay, and in the blaring heat out here in the dust, through the clearing comes the trolley. It's the third one to come in here. The first two passed us and didn't stop. This one comes in the clearing. And all I heard was this. Let's go. She said, let's go. Grabbed her shoes and her purse. And when I looked up, all I saw was a trail of dust kicking up. It was like when a deer takes off and runs away from you. Just <laughs> her little legs were running across that field as fast as she could run. And I I let I kind of didn't I just let her go. I watched her run thinking, what is she doing? And the rest of us did too. But and then she started waving her arms and flailing her arms to flag down the trolley driver on the other side of this open field. Well, he starts hitting his brakes. And when he started hitting his brakes, then a few other people got up and started following Annabeth. And when they left, I thought, well, I guess I better go too. <laughs> and when I got over there, she had already made friends with the trolley driver and was ushering everybody else onto the bus and got us. That's kind of what it reminded me of. And she said, let's go. And then she was the only one that went right across the field running all by herself. They let him go. But, uh, hey, you know, now he's Internet famous. I guess that matters. I guess it matters. Uh, Jackson Mailman texts the show Country Pleasing text line says, Have any Ole Miss people voiced their concerns to you about Lane entertaining the Alabama job or at least his name being mentioned as one of the top three candidates? No, I, I haven't really talked to anybody about it. So I hadn't had anybody, uh, Jackson, come up and just, you know, voice their concern about it. Uh, I, who knows? Who knows what Greg Burns going to do? Y'all don't know. Only he knows. He's a ninja. Uh, unofficial, unnamed texture. No, no, the official unnamed texture here on the Country Pleasing text line says, uh, first thing in my head when I heard Saban was gone, no, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. 
Right. I mean, we can have fun with it. He's a football coach. Let me just say, too, I'm not going to make fun of people because I realize it's different when it's the coach of your team. Especially, like, if you had a coach of your team, if I had a coach of my team, the team, the school that I follow that I love, and that it had lots of success and they decided to quit or leave or retire, sure, it's a different emotional experience for me versus someone who doesn't root for my team. I get that. Okay, but I'm just going to say, that, you know, I have a lot of, grew up in Alabama, have a lot of family friends in Alabama, obviously. Then I also have this, have the internet. <laughs> okay, so you get on social media. And some of the reaction to all this, one, there's a lot of people out there, media included, who are have borderline treated this thing like Saban died. Okay, he's not dead. He's just retiring from coaching at Alabama. Two, some Alabama students went to the Nick Saban statue outside of Bryant-Denny Stadium last night in the dark. Somebody left a box of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies at the feet of the statue. <laughs> the Saban likes those, apparently. Some raccoon over there on university was really thankful for that at about 4 a.m., I'm sure. But also, they stood around together singing Dixieland Delight at the Nick Saban statue, which really didn't even make sense either that they do that, right? Because the band Alabama sang Dixieland Delight, but it's a song about Tennessee. I don't know if y'all realize that. So... There are some, you don't have to look very hard or very specifically anywhere to just glance around and see that there are some people that need a life (laughs) that kind of have some things out of whack. I mean, come on. He's a football coach. Uh, CB99 Texas Show said the banana boy did what everyone else wanted to do, but had the bananas to do it. Attaboy. Patches, <clears throat> all name team, Patches O'Houlihan said, there is no way, no way that Saban and the powers that be decided his retirement yesterday. It was planned prior, and they know who will replace him. They play chess, not checkers. The only holdup was a national championship. Anything else just does not make sense. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. They knew. Exactly. Like, If we think that yesterday when Nick Saban announced it to his team that that's when Greg Byrne, the AD at Alabama, and all of their boosters realized they needed to find a new coach, they knew it long before the rest of us did. They've been working on it. Now, Tiger David, this is what I'm talking about. See, we all wear the glasses of our team. Like a lot of times I wear maroon glasses because I'm a state guy. Bama fans have on those crimson glasses. And LSU fans, they wear tiger glasses because with everything going on, and here we are, okay, in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio together today, with everything going on, Tiger David texted the show and said, Bo Davis to LSU is huge news, double exclamation points. Go Tigers, double exclamation points. Hashtag BK Takeover. 
<laughs> to that, I would say, Tiger David, I love you, man. But to anybody outside of Baton Rouge, we're like, one, who cares right now? And two, who is that? I don't know who that is. What's he, uh, one of another 500 football coaches out there? I mean, what we? Really? No, congrats. I'm sure he is. I'm sure it's great. What is this here? Glenn at Ross's Pond, January 10th, National Save Us from Saving Day. <laughs> Attaboy. <clears throat> now, somebody says he heard that there's a GoFundMe account for the Banana Boy. But what do you need it for? What? I mean, like... What does he? What do you need to raise money for him for? They they let him go, booked him, let him go. He sent out a video on social media, said, "Hey y'all, I'm out. Right, I'm good." Hail State. <laughs> I'm telling you, yesterday was something else between the news of Saban retiring, then them going, "Hey, just get ready tomorrow. It's Belichick," which that's happening, and then State whips well. Beats Tennessee last night. Huge win. And Banana Boy got arrested. Yesterday and last night was something to behold. And we're just getting started reacting to it. Now, as you can imagine, plenty more texts coming in on the Country Pleasing text line. Don't forget, you can give me a call. I'd love to hear your voice today, too. So give me a shout on the Divini Equipment phone line. The number to call. 897-1059. That's a 601 number. 897-1059. Your comments on the live stream on the Murray West live thread coming up also. Just getting started. Stick around. With a Matt Lyons show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, so back with you reacting to everything that's going on. Now, I tried my best to sort of spell it out to you. Um, my position on when I was seeing all this yesterday. Now, obviously, a guy like Nick Saban retires and decides not to coach Alabama. It is, it's huge news in terms of its application and effect on the game and on teams and programs and recruiting in the league and just, yeah, okay, it is, yes. But he did not pass away, okay? And unf unfortunately, I have to say this, there were a lot of people out there who were bordering on treating it that way, okay, and a lot of those were Alabama fans. You know, it's almost like you want to remind them, hey, look, you know, he's still with us. I mean, like you realize that, right? I mean, I know – but, hey, football, <laughs> right? And like yesterday or last night, again, you had a group of – you had a group of what appeared to be Alabama students, a pretty good-sized group of them. They go to Bryant Diddy Stadium to the Nick Saban statue, and they're like having like a worship service over there. I don't know if any of them bowed down or not. I didn't see that, but it was like kind of like that, okay? And they're like leaving things. You know, I mean, like they're leaving things and flowers and stuff. <laughs> the feet of the statue, okay? And some little Debbies. True story. And then they gathered around and sang songs. Now, I guess it wasn't hymns, but they sang a very, <laughs> a 
like a dirge ver version of Dixieland Delight. So when I saw that on Twitter last night, I retweeted it with the quote from Mike Francesa, the longtime New York radio host, who I'd heard him say this when I used to listen over the years to lots and lots and lots of different callers who were trying to waste his time. And he would say in his New York thick accent, you got to have something better to do. <laughs> I mean, surely. Well, and so that's what I retweeted it with. It's, it's, it's a football coach. He's retired. And I had someone on Twitter. I won't call him out. He, I don't know if it's a real name or not. But anyway, I had someone on Twitter respond to that and say, Hey, Matt, we had nothing but respect when Coach Leach was taken from y'all. Be better. Now, this is someone who I think they get their name on it and their picture on X is of the Alabama logo. And it says, Hey, Matt, we had nothing but respect when Coach Leach was taken from y'all. Be better. And, you know, do I. I haven't responded. I won't. I let people have their space. But do we really, in this situation, are we really in a world where we have to dis spell it out for certain people that there is a difference between a guy retiring and a guy dying? I mean, talk about proving my point that there is even one, let alone many, <laughs> around us that I would need to explain to them the difference between retiring and dying. I mean, come on. What, are, what, are the, what, a better, what better example do you need about getting a grip here? What are we doing? Let them feel their feelings, Matt. Well, that's, that's uh, yes. Give them space. Let them feel their feelings. By worshiping a statue and leaving little Debbie's there. I mean, look, now if this was in Starkville and Mississippi State had ever won anything meaningful to the level of, and Nick Saban was there, a lot of people would be doing it there too. Now, they would. You're right. Comparing it to a death is stupid, okay? <laughs> but come on. Well, you're, you're right. And Beaver, your audio coming back to me sounds so clear, and it's even louder than it usually is. Like, whoever did something in there, it's, like, fantastic. Well, I'm on a different mic because my mic is actually broken, okay. so someone has done something bad, actually. So so we are we're getting positive feedback from a negative act is what we're getting. <laughs> so we're getting ready. Well, again, okay, yes, I get it. Yeah, you're right, Beaver, you're right. But that's also kind of the point is in this case, it's Alabama. You know, maybe there's Patriots fans worshiping and having sort of like a mini worship service around Bill Belichick's statue. I don't know. You're right. If State had ever won a national championship, had a statue up of somebody, and he retires, again, not passes away, but just retires, he's not going to coach anymore, State would have people doing it too. But that wouldn't make it any more, you know, seem – Seemly. You just get a grip. That's all I'm saying. All of us. Me, you, Beaver, my friend on Twitter who's a Bama fan, some of my family. It's just all just, hold on now. Let's just get a little grip here. I know it's sad. 
Take them little Debbies home. That statue isn't going to eat them. All right, over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Jimmy on line one. Thanks for calling, Jimmy. What's up? Hey, man. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Hey, I see the whole landscape of college football changing uh, with the transfer portal, the retirement of coaches. I see it becoming more and more of a young young man's game, uh, Matt. Yep. So yep. I wanted to ask you this question. Who do you think will be the next Don in college football uh, taking Nick Saban's place? And who will be the next uh, coach at Alabama? And uh, do you see the whole um, – with, with the playoff system and everything, is this going to be the beginning of just something completely new and unseen before with the uh, all the dominant uh, teams that have uh, been there? And their coaches retiring. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, let me let me just kind of address the first couple of things you asked. One, I don't know who's going to be Alabama's coach. No clue. Two, I already feel like Kirby Smart in Georgia is the next Saban in Alabama. I already feel that way. They're already off to that start. They didn't win it this year, but who did they lose to? And I know that Michigan won the whole shooting match this year. But I don't feel like Harbaugh and Michigan is the next Saban and Dynasty. I feel like it's Georgia and Kirby Smart, and they're already started. You know, Saban didn't win it every single year. He won some, a couple in a row, missed a year, two, then he's back. And Georgia's going to do the same thing. So when you go, like, who's the next one to step in there and do what they're already doing it at Georgia? Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Um, Kirby Smart is a good coach, and he seems like a good guy. Um, it just seems like today, Matt, that you almost, with the transfer portal and everything, you have to really you, – you brought an, another uh, element into the mix, and that's the money thing, Matt. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Is, is, is the person with the most money, are they going to have the best – well, best team or close to the best team? Okay, well, I would say not always. You know, n- not always. Okay, f- the reason we can say that is, you know, do the Yankees win the World Series every year? No. Therefore, having the most and spending the most isn't always the only key. Uh, has Texas A&M or Texas won a recent national championship? No. Um, and therefore, having the most money and spending the most isn't the only factor. So that's what I would say. But what what we've got in college football is this new era, right, Jimmy, where everybody can load the wagons and can almost like – you may even have teams that don't have an annual budget in the millions and the millions and the millions for NIL to, to pay your – to load your football roster. But you may have some schools out there, Jimmy, who they work on a five-year cycle. Like every five years, they're going to try to line it up every five years and just spin like crazy to, and try to make a run at it every five years. That's what they can afford. Kind of like teams in Major League Baseball will they'll sell and they'll trade and they'll load their farm system and they will you know, be terrible and get high draft picks and, and stuff for four or five years, and then boom, here they are now in the playoffs again, right? And they used to be terrible. That. You may see some teams do that. But to your point, 
It is real. It's not just me talking about it on the radio. Here is an actual paragraph, okay, in the the lead story on ESPN last night when ESPN and Chris Lowe broke the news that Saban was retiring. You have to read down the the big story to about, you know, second page, but there it is. Sources tell Lowe, the guy who broke the story, that Saban had grown increasingly frustrated with, quote, what college football had turned into. He's all about team and building a team and developing players, and now the only thing that seems to matter is who can get what in NIL and who can get the biggest deal. So, the greatest coach we've ever seen didn't really want to continue in what college football has become, and that helped him make his decision. Jimmy, that's it. what. That's why. I, yeah, Matt, go, that's go why ahead. I think he retired. Yeah, that's why I think too. That's, that's why. I, that's why I think he retired. Matt, I have one last quick question for you, and I appreciate your time. I have to ask you this question, Matt, and I want you to be completely honest with me. Yeah. About this, and when you were at Mississippi State, and you had and Coach Cheryl, was gotta your go coach, quick. Gotta go quick. Jimmy. I have to ask you this. If if somebody offered you a million or two million dollars, would you would you have left Mississippi State and played at another uh, college or university? You know, I probably would have. Yeah, I probably would have, because I was young and stupid, and I th- probably wouldn't have known better. You certainly wouldn't have perspective of long term, um, and you make quick decisions based on a little money in the now as opposed to your long-term future. Stick around. Do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Man Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Um. Hi, back with you. I'm Matt. And the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, they are your home team. Hey, listen up. Uh, I have told you a little bit before in the you know, past about the fact that we as a family, the Wyatts, uh, and here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio and, and at our home and everything, we use for our internet, our internet provider is C Spire. C Spire Fiber to our home. Um, if you haven't, you know, accessed it yet, if fiber is in your neighborhood and you hadn't, you know, decided to buy it yet, you know, one, I don't know what to tell you. It, it, I can't, it's hard to describe without getting, you know, throwing some numbers at you, just how much faster and more reliable it is than the older stuff. What a lot of people are still using. And a lot of the other stuff, I guess, is fine. But C Spire Fiber, it's incredible. The width, the amount of data that it can handle at one time, how reliable it is, because cable out here in the ground, we get an ice storm, we're fine. <laughs> okay? We got internet as long as we got electricity. And then if that goes out, I got C Spire phones. What I'm telling you is, listen to this, and I'm going to start today, and I'll be reminding you of this going forward. I have a deal for you. You can get it for free for a little while. I have a deal for you where you can save a, a chunk of money and get into it if you've been considering it. If you are in a neighborhood where ceasefire fiber to the home internet is available to you and you want it, 
sign up, okay, at cspire.com and use my name as the code and you will get two months of service free. Use code Wyatt. Type it in there in all caps. Use code Wyatt. cspire.com, sign up for, for cspire fiber to the home. It's it's limited to home service. Now, now, this deal with my name, it's for home service only, like we said. Home service. Okay? It's a limited time deal. We're only going to do this for a little while. cspire.com. Use my name, Wyatt, all caps. The first two months of your ceasefire fiber to the home is free. Got it? All right. I'll be reminding you that going forward because I want you to take advantage of it. Because I'm just telling you, you like us, once you get it. Last night I watched the state game, for example. Well, I streamed it. I, I didn't um, – I, I use – different services and of course you know for our television at home we use youtube tv that's what we use but I also have the espn app because i have a subscription to that so let's pull up the app see and i'm streaming the game and i watch the whole thing in 4k live no hang-ups <laughs> like if i want and when i sync it with radio i mean it's like right there with it that's how fast it's coming in i'm watching it in 4k it's just i'm singing its praises but i'm telling you it's great and for for my work outside of radio, video production, photo production, all those things, you know, big-time video files that you're sharing and uploading and downloaded back and forth with clients, it is so reliable. So try it if you can. All right. More of your comments coming in now on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com, contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. I got this cool hat from them. See, for example... They'll even embroider patches and then sew the patches on things. Uh, you can get it sewn right in if you want to. That's at Murray West. Right here in Mississippi, murraywest.com. Blind Squirrel Sports said he loved Dan Lanning's social media post about staying in Oregon. Uh, I've heard people talk about it. I hadn't seen it yet. I got to go look it up, I guess. I don't follow him, but I got to go look it up and see what that was. I've heard people talk about that. Now, my man Prince says, NIL deal for Banana Boy. Why? Because he needs strange brew coffee. <laughs> that was not a, it's not a bad idea. I mean, the uh, truth is, he is internet famous now. After that deal, he was the only one that stormed the court. Now, on that note, real unnamed texter, uh, text message here on the country please and text line, now, regarding that, he said, I was really surprised that they didn't tee us up for all of that, including the whole team on the court when he, when he dunked the ball there. He said, I guess it wouldn't have mattered unless they gave two technicals, one for the fans, one for the team, great win. Now, I was thinking the same thing, unnamed, going, okay, this kid, this guy has come out on the court, okay, and that security has had to grab him. And it wasn't like he was – trying to get away from them. They grabbed him, and then he realizes, and then they just took him off the court. He just realized he was the only one that ran out there. He thought the game was over, but there was .1 second. And I think your team also thought the game was over. .1 second left, right? So technically, they still had to inbound the ball, but, it, but it's just a mere technicality, right, with .1. And you saw what the Tennessee kid did on the inbound. He just threw it into the other guy, 
threw it in the state's guy because you can't even toss it down the court and tap it because as soon as somebody makes contact with the game's over. And so it was a formality. But I, I thought about that too. Boy, you're up, what was it, five? If they give them a tech, they'd get two shots in the ball. <laughs> Sitting there trying to do that. Like, whoa now. But uh, thankfully that didn't happen. Next Gen Reb texts the show and says, State Twitter, it's not Twitter anymore. <laughs> See, but I still call it Twitter too. Like, we got them. How do we make the transition? It's X. State X, I don't know if we'll ever get away from Twitter is far more concerned with Lane Kiffin's potential move than most Ole Miss fans I know, Next Gen Reb says. He says, I sure hope it doesn't happen, but no sense worrying about it. You know, your last line right there, Next Gen, is really true in all of this. <laughs> there ain't no sense in worrying about it. Like, it's not like you can do anything about it. Right? It's out of your hands, and it's not like it. 99.999% of it has no effect on me or you anyway, <laughs> other than screaming and hollering at the TV, I guess. We, there was a conversation going on over here on the Murray West live thread, too, about you know coaches leaving. I read you the quote that was in that Saban story. And again, it was buried you know, way down. It's not the lead paragraph by any means. Let's see. One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a tenth paragraph in the Nick Saban retirement story that was posted yesterday when they broke the news. Chris Lowe, longtime writer for ESPN, covers college football, is the one who did it. And that paragraph said, Sources told Lowe that Saban had grown increasingly frustrated with what college football had turned into. It says... He's all about team and building a team and developing players. And now the only thing that seems to matter is who can get what in the NIL and who can get the biggest deal. Okay, so it's really clear that has a factor. And what I have learned is that ESPN as an entity really very intentionally stays away from talking about and in any way being critical of the environment. They stay away from it. It's like they've been, you know, it's almost like their people have been given a command, boy, you stay away from this NIL stuff and, and port, portal stuff unless somebody's going somewhere. But, and then also I found that, so that's media, but a lot of the people, you know, officials all across college athletics, you're not going to hear them really you know, downing it very much publicly. But, you know, it, it was kind of maybe an indication here in recent months and everything that Saban, you know, you didn't have to tell us that he was frustrated with it because he told us, right? You had some quotes from him going way back. I I used to have one. Yeah, let's see. This was a while back. This wasn't the most recent. This was a while back. What he said about it. Not that I know of. So I, I I'm I'm I don't know of anybody that has asked us, you know, for that. Um, but look, you know, name, image, and likeness is not really name, image, and likeness. I mean, I think we all understand what it's become, and and what we allowed it to become. 
And I said long ago and got very criticized for, is this what we want college football to become? So it's becoming what it's becoming. And, and that's okay. I mean, we'll just adapt and do what we have to do to be able to compete, uh, whatever the circumstances are. So, um, do I think that it would be, uh, judicious to have some guardrails on some things? Uh, I think you can figure that one out just as well as anybody else. <laughs> and see, that was actually back in the fall. And then more recently, he had reiterated that. And Saban was someone who, not only was he getting close to retirement, but whether he was or wasn't, didn't mind being criticized for it and would just say it. And it's one of the things I've said I, I appreciate about uh, Lane Kiffin. You can go back to media days. He'd just lay it out there just exactly like it is. And boy, those ESPN guys got their talking orders, and they were to take out their knives and get to cutting on Lane Kiffin, when every last one of them who criticized him for what he said at Media Days agreed with him privately. And I appreciate him saying it. And then he's like, here's the way it is. It ain't good. And then go out and just say, well, if that is the way it's going to be, here's what we're going to do. All right. Basketball. What did it sound like? What did they say afterwards? Who did what? We're going to talk about that game coming up. Hour two, right after this. Stick around.